Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming at you live from the studio apartment. No, 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 no. Blake, that's that's dumb. There's no way we can begin a podcast that way. Hold on, hold on. You're right. Who would begin a podcast that uh, way? Right. That's yeah, stupid. That's stupid. Here, hold on. I've got this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the pod of thunder and what, rock what, what? and roll. No, 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 no. What are you doing? Can't, can't do it that way. Can't mm-hmm. do it that way. You mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta, you gotta do it right. You gotta tell everybody. You know, sit back. Take off your pants, crack a beer. It's time to listen to no, you know, no, podcast. No, 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 that's, that's not. That's not. How 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 should I we? Just, hmm. How should we begin? Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Making their way down the aisle, they are the greatest podcasting tag team in all of time and space. They are Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, and they are the B. And joining them, as always, he is the Lord of the Smart Side. He is the Tiller. And together, they are known as the Fight Boys. Welcome to Fight Boys, a weekly podcast about the world, the great world of professional wrestling. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Scotty Moore, and joining me this week is the great man known as Blake like, Tanner. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you like Shannon Moore's, like, <laughs> abandoned brother? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. They were separated at birth. I'm Scotty. <laughs> I'm, I'm Scotty Moore. <laughs> Where's... Oh. Where, Wait, Before wait, I... does that make us three count? I don't know if I'm comfortable with this, with this <laughs> podcast three count. anymore. Damn it, you, oh. you've ruined our musical interlude that was going to be halfway through the podcast. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. Uh, is, a, is a retired MMA fighter going to show up and start dancing for no reason? <laughs> All right, no, it's going to be Brock. That, that voice you're hearing is, is coming from the man, the Dylan. The, the Dylan. Dylan himself. The Dylan's such an high energy motherfucker. He's so excitable. And then finally, we've got you've got my sweet baby boy Blake Tanner over there. No relation. Yeah, no really. He's not actually my child. Um, <laughs> da- geez, Dad, it's <laughs> Papa. Is that you? Pa- so <laughs> I feel like we need to talk about the most important thing of this week because. <laughs> Something important has happened, guys. We've said it for... I'm, we've all been on this hype train. The hashtag don't hinder gender hype train. <laughs> and he oh finally got God. unhindered. This week he's no longer hindered. <laughs> uh, I can't... I would say this is just... This is a momentous occasion in professional wrestling where this... Mm-hmm. Our Sikh bro has finally, finally broken through that glass ceiling. So you could say he seeked out that title. <laughs> He's not there yet, <laughs> but say, he will I feel, be. I feel like I can no longer be on this podcast after this joke. <laughs> no, I was the one that said it first, so yeah, I'll take that bullet. <laughs> well, the worst part, like, he's not even, like, I think they did it to get, like, better cornering in the Indian market, because they, like, just hired a guy to promote people in India, yeah. but... I mean... But he's I mean, Canadian! Had... <laughs> no, that was, he's that Canadian. was the other thing... The only the only way that he could become unhindered is because they had to bring in two other 
Canadian Indian people. Like they had to bring in the Bollywood boys, and they'd be like, by their powers combined, they can beat the, Sami Zayn, the, cana- the Canadian Muslims. So that's the. <laughs> Oh, oh, the Canadians are going to be the greatest. Oh. I'm trying to the think of a non-racist, but also racist Indian and Canadian mixed accent. My dudes, this okay. is Vince WWE. I don't it. know if you've noticed. Okay, Everything's kind of racist. Everything a little bit racist. Do you see? Do you see what happens every February? <laughs> This month, for Black History Month, we're going to be celebrating the life of Big E Langston. Mm-hmm. What's up, y'all? <laughs> it's like uh, a couple years ago. Black History Month. Rusev Udria. Rusev Machka. Rusev Machka. When yeah. he only fought black people. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen. nothing will ever beat the moment where uh, back back whenever Seth Rollins was on a was on a kick and he had his old finisher and during Black History Month he he literally curb stomped Biggie. No, no. Oh, he did. They call oh. that the American History X of Raw episode. <laughs> well, this Terrible. podcast has already gone down the tubes. We've already gone to hell, but it's okay cuz we've got so much to talk about this week. Like, for instance, uh did you hear about uh, the glorious theme song? The, glor- um, the glorious, ha- yes. Uh, yeah, it was originally intended to be Nakamura's theme, which may um, w- may result in the funniest mashup of two people ever. <laughs> uh, I think I think the main idea was like you know how Nakamura has said like his style was influenced by Queen and stuff like that, just kind of their eccentric nature. So when they got CFOs together, it's like, just okay, you think, song. make a Queen song, let's do this. Yeah. And surprisingly, it didn't work for Nakamura. It didn't work at all. And then he was just like, you know what, let me do everything. I hope you like little do you, violin. Little do you know he actually somehow played the violin part? I don't... While he was... Rit- yeah, you couldn't see it, but... You know those hand movements he makes? They look a little strange. It's actually him playing an invisible violin as he walks uh, down to the ring. He's actually a master-level violinist. Like, he plays in such a strange violin style, he holds it up to his neck, like right up against his Adam's apple, and that's why all of his movements are in front of him. Well, it's the world's tiniest invisible violin. <laughs> Uh, that's that's not a joke when people are just like, oh, you're sad. Play, let me play you the world's tiniest violin. Nakamura's just like, I have it right here. I'll give it to you. I would also like to point out, for for some reason, despite the fact that the shakeup happened, they're like, holy crap, everybody, Nakamura's on SmackDown. SmackDown rolls around. Yeah, no, we're not 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 even gonna we're not even gonna show him to you. Yeah, there's hey, no where'd that Nakamura. guy go? How about we just do no a Nakamura? Video? No Nakamura. No, 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 no Becky Lynch. Like, like we're gonna take like the arguably two of the most recognizable people from the male and female divisions, just keep them off TV. Well, they're they're yep. taking. Well, like Blake said, they. They were actually making Nakamura very respectable and powerful, but you can't have that in Vince McMahon's WWE, so they're taking <laughs> him off to give him just the worst Chinaman gimmick. I, like, the worst. Yep. I would say, like... Listen, even though... I, how, much, how much worse could anything he, he gets be worse than, like, 
like, you know, Funaki. Funaki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Funaki's pretty Ooh. much up there. Um, yeah. All right, let's do Or the do fact it. that Hideo Itami's music still has, like, really, like, stereotypical and Asian interludes. Boom, 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 boom. Japan. Yeah, they were. Just, yeah. They went to CFO, and CFO was like, well, we have this really cool rock song for him. It's like, can you just put... Just ding, a- ding, 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 right in front of that for me. Yeah. That'd be great. Vince got on the and phone. Then, and then Tycho drum, the dun, 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 that needs to be there. Vince was yeah. just like, give him some of that ching chong ping pong. And then he hung up before they could be like, that's real racist, Vince. Vince. Oh, Jesus. I gotta go push somebody into a pool. What? <laughs> My favorite. It was the Austin podcast with Vince. Mm-hmm. And... If you didn't see it, he got Vince got real into talking about just the psychology of pushing people into pools. Okay, like he's go, like, go on. First, you gotta you gotta get up to him, and then there's just something special when you catch him off guard, and then you just push him in, and you see the look on their face, and you know that you've got all the power. I like to think I'm, this is. Vince was actually talking about murdering someone in a back alley, but he had to edit it for the, like, Austin podcast. He's like, what's it like it killing someone? I don't know, it shove him in a pool. He wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> pushing them into a pool. He was pushing them in front of a bus. Oddly enough, the same eye. look. That last look in their eye before they pass on. <laughs> Oh my God, Vin- Vincent Kennedy! So what did, so what did you McMahon. guys think of the uh, of the shakeup? How, how, how are you feeling about your your respective? Have we should, should we talk about? Are we are we all in one camp? Is there are we, is there anybody? Is this just all, which show? I think we're all blue brand boys. We're all blue boys. Yeah, I was gonna say my heart has been blue since last July. <laughs> I mean, my heart was my heart was blue after I realized that they were putting the cruiserweights on Raw. <laughs> you're just like I really want a show that does not have a three hours and then also a like twenty minute pee break while some people do some flippy shit. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was it was more which show is Stephanie McMahon not on? <laughs> okay, go. that that show has a chance. More Can importantly, talk the- talking smack is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, um, I need I need. I need Daniel Bryan, I need no fucks Daniel Bryan, which is his new official moniker, to come back from taking care of his of his wife, to come back and start referencing shit that the WWE executives don't want anymore, because that is the greatest part of talking yep. smack. My you dude, he... together all the time, when I was he in just, Ring like, of Honor. references New Japan. <laughs> yeah. You know, shaking hands like we were in Ring of Honor. He almost... Company. He, but I'm going took, back to as soon as this contract yeah. is That's over. That's successful but, company, you know it. <laughs> I heard that he got like he got in a little bit of hot water during the election because it was right after the uh, it was right after the pussy Pussygate scandal dropped with Trump, uh-huh. and then he um, I can't remember the exact reference that he made, um, but it was you know he's talking about you know how the women were being well respected on SmackDown and things like that. He's like you know not like Donald Trump. Um, which, like, as you can understand from Vince and Co., who donated much money to that dude's campaign. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is in the Hall of Fame. He right? is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer and President, <laughs> words that should not be spoken in the same sentence. I, I just want to talk about, I, I don't want to go too far on this, because I think we're going to talk about it on uh, a load of BS, our other show. But I just want to comment about the fact that two different WWE, like, 
alumni were in the White House today. Both Kid Rock and Donald Trump. <laughs> we're just chilling. I just need the rock. I need I need the rock to meet with them at some point. Mm -hmm. I need the I need I need the rock to be the first world heavyweight champion in the in the White House. In the White House. It's, it's oh my god, it's I the need rock. them I need them to you know how they gift people the belts whenever they win like championships and stuff? I need them yeah. to give the rock the world heavyweight championship, but like the, the custom plates are the White House. Yeah. Oh no no no. I thought you meant the opposite. Like you know, WWE will sometimes go to like a football team who's won and give them a big belt. I think now that Rock is on top of Hollywood, Trump should go to him and give him the presidency. <laughs> with Rocky 2020. Uh, I can just imagine that the uh, the Rock's trip to the White House would go something like this. You know, the Rock goes out, he cuts a he cuts a balling ass promo on the president, but then he stops, he turns, he takes his sunglasses off, and oh my God, he's got a rock bottom. It's a rock bottom! Rock bottom to the president! Through that antique desk! Of what? No, he's setting up for it! It's the people's elbow! The, people's elbow. the people have spoken! The people have spoken! The rock is the president! No, 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 like right before he hits the rock bottom though, he like mouths off to Trump because but it it's edited and you can never tell what he says. It's always just like, <laughs> you little Boo! <laughs> but wait, no! It's the Russians! Putin's on a bear! Rusev Majka! That was by far back. We just set up the greatest WrestleMania main event of all time. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is Rusev... Does anybody... Is Rusev injured at the moment? I haven't seen him either. Yeah, Rusev is injured because apparently... The gender spot, which we'll we will not get over. We'll keep talking about it this whole episode. But the gender <laughs> thing was apparently supposed to go to him because mm -hmm. Vince was just like, we don't have a top anti-America heel. It's like, okay, we'll just put gender there, I guess. Mm -hmm. Who's foreign? Great see, way to see. reach out to the Indian market, by the way. Yeah, right? I feel, mm. I feel like, I feel like, at the same time, I'm sad that, like, you know, Rusev didn't get elevated, but also mm -hmm. he just dodged the bullet of still at, at year... What year is he in in the company and that's still being the anti-American heel? Right. Well, my favorite yeah. thing is he's like, we need a new anti-American heel. Meanwhile, earlier on the show, Kevin Owens is just like, I'm the new face of America. <laughs> You're all garbage. <laughs> Like, really? I'm the Canadian face of America. I feel like I feel like this is the Look. Bret Hart like heel heel thing from the '90s. But if if Kevin Owens was in charge of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. so with more snark, just so much more snark to it. I just love the fact that like when Gender was on Raw, or when Gender after he won the uh, event, like apparently Randy come out and cut a promo. Which you would expect, like, gender-winning number one contender, Randy would be like, I'm gonna get you, gender. Because, <laughs> you know, those classic Randy Orton promos where he's like, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna um, get you. I'm a snake, I'm gonna get down you. down your shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, apparently, apparently he walked in and was just like, hey man, good work. And then was like, Bray Wyatt. While Ginger was standing there, staring at him. And he's just like, Ginger, I don't give a fuck about you. However, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, hold up. 
I got some other shit to me, take care that of. That actually makes me think that Jinder has a shot. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, man. Uh, I mean... I mean, to be fair, he does have the Bollywood boys, which, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm good to see them because they disappeared off of television, to the best of my knowledge. And I was just like, whatever happened to those guys? They seemed, like, rather charismatic in their, you know, yeah. someone like, disappearing Young off Bucks-esque of... pants. Yeah, <laughs> someone disappearing off TV without any mention of it? Oh, that seems weird. Anyways, Mario Ranallo, uh is leaving oh. the company. Uh, uh, uh. I feel bad. Uh, Listen, as somebody... As, the as some, mm-hmm. I mean, as a as a as a admitted New Japan smart or, or Mark, smart. like just outright Mark for the company. Nothing mm-hmm. makes me happier than being like, "Sweet, we get him back." All right, <laughs> somebody, give somebody kick that. out, give somebody kick back. out Kevin Kelly. I actually like Don Callis. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I just want to. I've heard that it, it's bad because Go. they're like, we're gonna make sure we're gonna write like put in part of his like release that he can't talk about it. Which instantly pisses everyone off because I'm like, I just kind of mm-hmm. want to know. Fuck, fire yeah. him. I don't give a shit. But let it, let us tell him. Jesus, it's a, it's really shitty that it's like, oh yeah, Vince hired Mara Ranallo because he was different and you know, but then he was good, yeah, yeah. But then he's like, he's too different, damn it. He's too different. I couldn't get him to conform. You know what I'm a big fan of? The fact that during the Superstar Shakeup. The announcers swapped. They were just like, who's your shittiest announcer? Okay, cool. We'll trade him for our shittiest announcer. <laughs> Look, I will take Byron Saxton any damn day of the week over David Atunga. Yeah, well, guess what? Even- I mean, to be fair, they, they replaced David Atunga with Booker T. So, like, <laughs> it went up marginally. Yeah. I would still Thanks. trade Byron Saxton... For, for Booker T, I was though. Just say, I think Raw got the best out of it because they got the guy mm-hmm. who was leaving and they were just like, give him the shucky ducky quack quack man. <laughs> Vince God has Booker T. He's worked JR for this back. company for years. Yeah, right. God forbid, God forbid we have... I feel like they don't want JR back because Cole is still there. And if you have JR and Jerry... Or, like, JR and whoever else is there, and Cole's there. Like, JR is always going to be like, yeah, I'm the most respected announcer in this industry. And Cole's just like, no, you're not. I'm cool. Well, Michael Cole, the, the embodiment of everything a WWE shill is. Well, the Hush, worst Michael. part. Shh. Quiet, Michael. It's okay. The... By God, I'm strangling the life out of him. <laughs> well, the worst part is the fact that, like, they have JR signed to a two-year contract. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like, go sit in your corner, Jr. This is coal. I mean, that's coal miner town I mean, now. <laughs> I mean, they've done that to numerous like superstars. I mean, look, yeah. like look at what they did with all those people they signed for the UK tournament that have not done shit since oh, then. Yeah, they're oh there. yeah. On the other hand, though, I'm glad with just handing Jr. a, a nice little salary, um, where he doesn't have to do that much. Especially given, you know, the fact that his wife just recently passed away in that horrible accident. Um, and even then, like, just a week later, he went out and called, Wrestle- you know, uh, that WrestleMania match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was important. So, and I guess that yeah. Vince was just like, well, we got him back for a day. Let's just hold on to him for a while. Man, I missed making fun of that guy. So I'm going to push him into a pool. Hey, JR, JR, we're going to have a pool party. Do you know how to swim, JR? Oh, Mr. McMahon, I never really... Ah! 
And then the last the last image is just JR's hat floating to the top of the no! pool. Oh, and then the um oh god, what is it? Like just the fucking like theme music plays as it <laughs> fades out. Good old JR. <laughs> oh, so um I like on Total Divas, Paige is apparently being a liar. Um, WWE posted a statement about me failing the wellness policy. We get drug tested all the time. First of all, I don't do drugs. I just have my boyfriend get stabbed in drug deals for fun. Second of all, I did the test and I passed it. They're only suspending me because I didn't take it in the allotted, allotted time. Paige was suspended. This is uh, the news report. Paige was suspended again last October for her second violation. Paige claimed that the second violation was over a prescription drug, which prompted WWE immediately to say that it was an illegal substance, not a prescription mm. drug. Nope, dope. Not not gonna let you get away with that one. I just like the idea that WWE, like it's a conversation between like uh, Paige and the fans, and then WWE's there as well, and she's just like, yeah. "No, you don't understand. It's like it's a prescription drug. It's not a prescription drug. It's just because I like, you know, I didn't take. I got it. I got it done in time. I just, yeah. you know, I just didn't. No, no, she did get it done in time, and then it was also for illegal drugs. No." <laughs> Legalize it. <laughs> That's our last words. 420. Legalize it. Legalize. Uh, happy 420, guys. Oh, speaking of that whole situation, have you just heard all of the shit that Del Rio is calling out Triple H on, like on Periscope and bullshit like that? Yeah. The, uh, always drunk, by the way. Always yes. drunk. Always drunk. Well, that's because the, that's the too much cerveza for Mr. Del Rio. Cerveza. <laughs> Mr. Del well, Rio, please. And if you want to if you want to help us get some of those hot hot cervezas, go to patreon.com/fightboys and boys is spelled with a z and give us a little bit of money. That's, That's a right. thing now. That's a thing, Blake. <laughs> That's oh. right. The Fight Boys Patreon, we have yet to put anything up. In fact, the Fight Boys Patreon may not exist by the time at the time of this recording. But <laughs> By the time that this recording does go up, the Fight Boys Patreon will be live and loud and ready for you to donate to us. Donate a dollar a month. It does not matter. Just helps support us people. Helps us go to shows. Helps us talk to you more thoroughly about these Wrestle Boys we love so much. Speaking of... Uh, how, how much How much does somebody have to donate for you to burn the Roman Reigns vest? <laughs> oh, I guess we should talk about that, huh? So me and Dylan... Me and Dylan are both... Uh, inhabitants of the orlando florida and so since uh, <laughs> wrestlemania was here we decided to go i mean not together like i just happened to be in the same arena that he was and so and use him to cut in line when what? i have a tall hodor-esque friend who's standing towards the front what am i to do <laughs> and so uh we walk into wrestlemania and I see they have a Roman Reigns vest, which when he was part of the Shield, I always thought it would be cool to get one. And so I was just like... However, that was two years ago. <laughs> it might have been more than two years ago, man. And I just oh walked up God. and I was like, I should get one. I should support the man who's going to <laughs> going to retire The Undertaker later in the night. And so to a, we walked... To a court. I'm going to support the least popular person in this city. <laughs> I mean, he, deser he he needs it. Well, to be fair, the best part of it, 
Dylan, it's Dylan's fault because he did walk up to me and goes, you should buy it. Because I was on the fence. He goes, you should buy it. But you have to wear it to every indie show, every TNA show, every Ring of Honor show for the rest of existence. <sighs> and you have to get the inside, and you have to try and get it signed by as many people as will do it. <laughs> Oh, it's at some point. It's at some point going to be a trophy <laughs> that we are going to be like, ah, yes, the sacred Roman Reigns vest I just want us to get... signed by like half a. If you could, if you can get James Storm to to sign it without super kicking you, I will give you a fiver. <laughs> no, I get James Storm, the entire Bullet Club, past and present. I want to get every single wrestler other than Roman Reigns to sign this vest. Roman's going to come towards me with a marker, and I'm going to have to fight him off to make sure he doesn't sign it. Well, you know what? worthless. Yeah. It's going to help you, though, because, you know what? If Roman tries to spear you with that vest on, you're going to be able to kick out. You're going to be protected. Well, it's this thing of, like, um... God, I, I just want us to get to a big enough spot to where we... Like, next year's WrestleCon... We have a spot on this show doing a podcast, and I just want the big pop of me walking out in the Roman Reigns vest. Just I feel like someone has delusions of grandeur. I do. You have no idea. <laughs> Load of BS. I'm just like, one day we're going to perform for the president. Here, I'm like, WrestleCon, maybe? By performing only, for the president. Right, it, only took, it, only took, it only took, like, OSW, like, five years, but we can do it in one. We can do yeah. it in one. Now, Scotty, by perform for the president, do you mean actually just super kicking the president in the face, no, right? No, I mean in about four years when Dwayne gets up there and takes the oath, <laughs> we're going to be the first people he calls to the... You know that picture that came out, Kid Rock and Ted Nugent? We're going to be Dwayne's Kid Rock and Ted Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, and then... Uh, so, so gender. Gender got, gender got what we never thought could happen. He became... Mm-hmm. He went from jobber literally a week to number one contender the next. So, I think it's our job now. No, that no, that no, that happened. That happened. Remember when? Uh, remember when James Ellsworth beat the world champion <laughs> after three times? Three times. Three times. Well, I think what we he's, should. He's do now... still only. He's still three and one against AJ Styles. That's a, that's a record that not even Okada has. <laughs> <laughs> so what we need to do now. Each of us needs to pick a jobber, and do we have to book their ascension to the World Heavyweight Championship? Does it have to be logical? No, it does not have to be logical. Okay, wait. I think Blake already has his. Didn't you have one, Blake? Yes. Oh, yes, I do, damn it. Go on, go on, big boy. Okay, okay. So, one day you're going to be watching SmackDown Live. And then you're going to see the fashion police. Yeah. And they're going to be doing their segment. And and Except, like, <clears throat> Fandango is going to be more into it. He's going to be handing out these tickets. And then all of a sudden he's going to turn around to a, a beauty shot straight to the face. Of course, you're referencing as, the finishing move and not just something really not to be shown on television, no, right? Of course. It, I only talk in wrestling moves, so... <laughs> If there's any, if there's any other uh, thing that this could be, which I know what it could be, <laughs> but anyway, Tyler Breeze rips his hat off, his glasses off. He says, "No, I'm done with this," and that's it for that week. Next week, there's another six pack challenge 
for um, number one contendership. Yeah. Um, Tyler Breeze comes out. He lays everyone out. And after he wins, um, he comes out and he cuts a promo against the uh, the the uh, then world heavyweight champion, the soon to be world heavyweight champion, of course, Jinder Mahal. Oh. So this is um, soon. Is ex- this is happening soon. Yes. Yes. Um, well, no, no, has- no. Ginger's going to have at least a three-month reign, so he's got some time. That's true. Um, and he's going to come in, and he's going to be like, you know what? You talk about your rich family and everything like that, because Tyler Breeze is going to be like a baby Triple H voice now. Um, <laughs> but you're not as rich as I am. I am you the have Game a, Boy. A, this is Game Boy. Do you have a Do you have a villa? In three different countries in Europe? I didn't think so. I think I'm going to go live it in my nice little casa in Spain as after I beat you and win this World Heavyweight Championship. You're so poor that you can't even wash your hair and you have to wear a turban everywhere you go. I thought this was going to lead into his new gimmick was yo, yo mama jokes, but they're all yo so poor and yo so ugly. <laughs> I'd like to point out that we are booking a clearly heel versus heel matchup for the. Is that you your s- problem with this? Is that really your problem you're having with this right you, now? Is hmm, you seems a little unlikely. I mean, Ginger Mahal is the number one contender. Up is down at this point. <laughs> exactly. Um. So Breezy comes out, but then the Bollywood boys, you know, they come to back up Ginger. So. What what's a bre- what's a breezy to do? And um, I think this is this is where breezy calls in his best friend oh. and his best friend's boys, <laughs> Dalton Castle. Yes! <laughs> oh, you just turned it around so much. <laughs> oh, so then the boys. Spelled with a Z, of course. (laughs) They lead to the greatest, um, the greatest stable in WWE history, where they're just fantastic beings of pure greatness. They take all of the SmackDown titles, and they hold them for, um, months at a time. I think years. And it's all... I think years. Yes, years, years, you're right. And it's all because it was his eyes when you look at him. (laughs) Now, what, what's the name of this stable? You've given us the name of it, or you've given us who's in it. What are their names? Oh, it's just, it's Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, yeah. What, Dalton Hardcastle. Hard, oh, okay. Um, and the boys. They're still Z. just the boys, spelled with a Z. Yeah, and their combined names, like, you know, Edge and uh, with Zach and uh, uh, Kurt were like La Familia. You know, you have D-Generation X. You have these great memorable names. They are what? Um, the Castle of Breeze. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I just <laughs> threw that at you and you hit it right back! It was, like, it was a tennis match for the ages. <laughs> pap, pap. Oh man, look at that serve and that return! I was gonna go wow. for the, the Peacocks, but damn! The Castle of Breeze! <laughs> the I don't know. I think the more that you say it, the the like. Now, to be fair, the shield sounded real dumb the first three weeks they were out. So. That's true. That's true. All right, uh, Dylan, what are you thinking? 
Who's your, what, what, are we, what are we? What are we? What are we classifying jobber level as? Because like WWE has been real bad the last couple of years with like clearly defining it. Because I mean like Heath Slater became a tag team champion. Like I don't I don't know who's technically a jobber anymore. Um, uh, how about this? You watch Raw and SmackDown for a whole month. You see them like twice. However, if you watch a uh, if you watch a main event, you will see them every single episode. How's that work? <laughs> This, this would have been so much easier back when Cody Rhodes worked for the company. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> oh. Uh, God. Oh shit. All right, hold on. Let me let me let me let me let me pull pull from the uh, the ethos of of the of the world. Ah, oh, God. Uh, it's so hard to do because I, I I had an original idea like months ago, but then the gimmick changed. No, but you we'll, can give uh, us we'll... that. Feed us that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Oh uh, no, it was easy. It was easier for the vaude villains back before Aiden English became the singer again. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh. I was just gonna have him become. <laughs> you... I was just gonna have him absorb Simon Gotch's manliness and become <laughs> the vaude villain. <laughs> It's just like oh, like they broke up because two of them, up. two of them, it doesn't. Yeah, no, the va, yeah, the vaudevillains doesn't make sense. Vaudeville is a singular term, so <laughs> the vaudevillain makes makes way more sense. And then you just basically do what they should have done when they got to the main roster anyway. Focus less on them being like um, uh, an actual vaudeville act and be like, no, these are just like 1920s era like gangster, or, like kind of tough, or like they're just steampunkers, like. No, because Becky already cornered the steampunk market. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know uh, when they were in when they were faces in uh, NXT, like uh, Graves would just call them hipsters. You could give them like a shitty hipster gimmick. That'd be funny. I mean, no, the the the, the, the artist slash singer thing that that English is going on is going to become that. Yeah, right. That just is basically English's gimmick. Yeah. So I was I was going to have that just to have it focus on you know more that because Aiden English is a talented wrestler he's a little like under skinny uh but you know with that and with an added you know edge to his stuff he could have become a decent tweener probably would have been the the area for so it you not know a simon gotchman you're not a gotchman <laughs> not a, no no not a not a not a gotchman he like had that weird thing where he decided to keep the sideburns but completely shave the sides of his head and after that i was like i can't buy you as a wrestler did you did you read about gotch uh his like last night in the company at mania oh back when when, when freaking aiden english punched him in the no, face they, yeah that's how he absorbed his family yeah, no no this is something <laughs> completely separate apparently like he they were like he caused a ruckus and he was yelling and he threw a chair <laughs> It literally what happened, according to Gotch, he sat in a chair, the chair collapsed, he fell on his ass and fell back, and he was and he just stares up at everyone and goes, Someone pin me quickly and then a guy <laughs> comes over and tries to help him up and he goes, No, you have to pin me and the guy's like, Dude, I'm a fucking local guy. What the I'm not I'm not into this. I'm just here to put up the stage. Just stand up. He's like, Pin me and then he Please. stands up and tosses the chair across the like across the room. I'm, please, Mr. Gotch, I'm not into this. Pin me, boy! Gotch, no! <laughs> Fifty yeah, Shades no, of would, Gotch. But yeah, it could it could work. Like, like he wouldn't be, like, you know, like, world title level, but with that kind of, like, old-school 1920s gimmick, he could do, like, a, a, a Make America Great Again thing, but, like, a Make America, like, Manly Again, the U.S. title. Yeah. And then just, you know, 
And I think after that, restore you, you the, could push him up, too. Restore the 1920s, you know, everything for some reason is, like, very charcoal gray. All of his entrances are in black and white. Somehow they've decided, like, when they had Sin Cara's ring lighting be yellow, they've somehow ma- managed to figure out a way to hit the ring with the perfect lighting to make everyone look black and white. <laughs> uh. Okay, so f- everything you guys have been I'm loving it. It's all good, but you're all wrong. Because there's only one man, only one man on the roster who has the chutzpah, who has what it takes to rise to the World Heavyweight Championship. He's the only one who can, who can be part of that ascension to the title. <laughs> That's just, what you did was just basically saying the name of a movie in that movie. <laughs> and that man is Connor. Of the Ascension. Now, of course, all great stories, they're birthed in a little bit of reality. And this one starts when Victor dies. <laughs> <laughs> he dies in a car crash. But, of course, WWE doesn't want to reference it. So, you know, it's like uh, when Gotch left. Uh, Aiden comes out next week and he has a new gimmick. So, Connor, next week, the ring kind of goes dark. Someone's just pace a uh, local jobbers in the ring, and then you just hear, "It's Connor time!" <laughs> <laughs> and then just some funky 1970s Shaft kind of music starts playing, like, and then out comes Connor, bebopping down to the ring, and he has on like he's got long pants, but they have like flared bottoms, and he just goes out to the ring. And he's kind of like Shaft, if Shaft was white and looked like a little rat baby. You could... uh, Please tell me you're going to give Connor a spray tan. No, no, no. First, firstly, you know, they usually tell him to bulk up. I really want Connor to lose all that muscle mass. Because if you look up videos of Connor when he's skinny, he looks like a little rat baby, and I love him. So he comes out as Connor, king of the rat babies. (laughs) And he just jumps in the ring, takes off his sunglasses, looks at the guy, points a finger gun, shoots it, and then just clotheslines him, takes him out, pins him, one, two, three. And then, of course, out comes uh, the latest world heavyweight champion after he defeated Jinder Mahal. Uh, (laughs) Out comes Tyler Breeze. (laughs) And he just goes, I'm very impressed with you. How would you like to join the castle? And then, uh, at that point, Dalton extends his wings to the sky, and the boys start fanning, uh, fanning Connor, and the crowd is all like, no, don't do it, Connor, don't do it, and Connor just looks up, he grabs one of their fans, and starts to fan himself, and everyone's like, no, then, two clotheslines, take it out, Dalton, and takes out, uh, and takes out Breeze, then he picks up both the boys, same time, a hand on each of their bellies, picks them up into the air, and tosses them. And what begins from then, obviously this is on the road to WrestleMania, so Connor, Connor wins the Royal Rumble, and then, and then begins just this sadistic mind games that he plays with the, house, with the castle of Breeze, where one week... Like, he's kind of got, like, this dark, sadistic, also Shaft. He's still Shaft. I really need that to be... I need that to be stated. (laughs) He has a disco Shaft gimmick. And they're backstage in, like, a dark alley. 
and then they hear a sound, and Dalton's like, boys, boys, go check it out. And they run down, and he just hears them screaming, and he runs down the alley, and it's empty. And then the next week, this is like two weeks before Mania, uh, Connor comes out for a match. It's, it's a tag team match. Uh, and it's uh, the current United States champion and then the Castle of Breeze. So you got three men, and he's just like, I'll bring my own people. I'm Connor. I can fight alone. Except he doesn't, because he walks out. And the king of the rat babies <laughs> has two rat babies, as he has now painted up both of the boys to look like tiny rats. <laughs> and they run towards the ring. <laughs> And take them all out, and the whole crowd is livid. They're going, rat baby, rat baby. <laughs> and really, this leads Connor to getting the, uh, to get, to steal that title away from Breeze at WrestleMania. But also, I really think a rebirth for the boys is the rat babies. Because <laughs> now they have all rat based offense. So they all, just, like, they, they do a lot of back rakes and a lot of bites. But damn it, if they don't win, the, <laughs> if they don't win those tag titles, their matches are all about storytelling. Those matches are storytelling. Cornet, Cornet, I love them. Let me tell you something. It's all about psychology, Big Man. I don't care if they got the best stuff, but at the end of the day, they can tell a story in that ring. Those rap babies are the best. Also, Connor, world heavyweight champion forever. <laughs> so at Mania, this uh, this obviously leads to Tyler Breeze and Connor of the Ascension putting on a five fucking star match. Blake, six star, six stars, a six star match, and then at the end of it, they both remove very well done prosthetics to reveal Kenny Omega and Okada. <laughs> For the longest con ever in WWE history. Uh, so was that? Did, how was my magnum opus? Was that good? I think it checks out. If uh, if if I'd known you weren't going to take this seriously, I would have picked somebody worse than Aiden English. <laughs> yeah, you were just like, whatever, it's going to be fine. I, mine mine actually seemed plausible compared to the two of yours. You don't know. <laughs> Are you saying? That A, firstly, a Dalton Castle debut alongside Tyler Breeze, then also the King of the Rat Babies getting over. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Listen, out of the Ascension, Victor's the only person I see ever leaving that tag team. <laughs> that's why he has to die. Victor <laughs> has to die. <laughs> he must die. So... Oh I, I still feel so bad for the Ascension. I still feel bad for everybody who's in the SmackDown tag team division. <laughs> right? Mm. That's where what that's where NXT division? that's where people from NXT go to just be sad. That's really <laughs> everybody. Every failed push up from NXT to the main roster is now solely in the SmackDown tag team division. If Bo Dallas teams up with somebody, that's it. That's gonna be the whole fucking division. That's gonna be it. land of opportunity. It is the land. I mean, I, I still, I still, I still love Brazongo, mainly for Fandango going up to John Cena and giving him a ticket and saying that's for wearing jorts in 2017. <laughs> I'm sorry, but are you forgetting about Breezy Bella? Well, uh, you know something, Blake. 
if, if they want something better than jorts, they can go on over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and click on the Fight Boys section and pick them up a brand new Fight Boys t-shirt right now. As soon as this is released, it doesn't exist right now as we're recording it. <laughs> but the Fight Boys... Oh, God, I just found a picture of Rat Baby Connor. Hold on. Let me send this to everybody. <laughs> but, yeah, pick you guys up a brand-new yep. Fight Boys shirt. Give us some support over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com slash collections slash Fight Boys. Boys is with a Z. That's very important. Z. <laughs> Scotty, I'm going to be honest. I thought you were going to send that one picture of Connor that you always send. I couldn't find it. And I was pleasantly surprised. No, that's my other rat baby (laughs) Connor picture. There's multiple pictures of Connor. Oh, that's real rat baby. Oh, Connor. Connor, you boy. I love you. So, um, you know, this is a show. We we mostly talk about the, uh, I do love when I asked Dylan to do this podcast. He said, so we going to focus mostly on, mostly on the Fed or what? And I was like, shit. I feel like I'm in, like, the fucking 1980s locker room right now. Shit, motherfuckers, we're going to be talking about New York on this fucking podcast. This shoot ain't going to be worth shit. <laughs> Wait, is that, why, is that why Bradshaw threatened to shove things up where they don't belong? <laughs> yeah. Right where they don't belong. <laughs> um, and I, oh, damn it. Um, but I will let, let everyone know, we do discuss, a little known, no one knows about this fed, really. It's all around, like, uh, the Alabama area. It is known as JWF Wrestling. The greatest wrestling organization of all time. And each week, we're gonna be giving you <laughs> weekly reports from JWF. Now, Blake... What a lot of people don't know about JWF is uh, WWE has a celebrity Hall of Fame, but JWF actually has a celebrity championship, which has Mm -hmm. to be defended every single week. And um, I was really shocked this week. Uh, Guy Fieri came out, Mm. title around his waist. It was just like, let's go, guys. Flavortown is now champion town. (laughs) And he was so excited. And then, you know, you usually have one man come out to challenge, but he actually had two, two. great celebrities come out. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought old Patrick Warburton, Patrick Warburton and Tim Curry. Tim Curry, like, he's in a wheelchair, I think, but he just wheeled on out. Motherfucker had a stroke two years ago, four years ago. And no, no, that that's actually what led to his first t-shirt. If you saw it, he came out and it said, I didn't have a stroke. A stroke had Tim Curry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And so, uh, so those stepped out. I think it's going to lead to a uh, a triple threat match. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be good? I think that la- I think that last line is what actually going to get you kicked <laughs> out. <of the> house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, really? Um, it won't be until I actually get the official "A Stroke Had Tim Curry" shirt <laughs> up on a load of pure BS slash fucking fight boys, whatever. Uh, uh, welcome to welcome to the the uh, the Fight Boys merch stand where every shirt is somehow more offensive <laughs> than the last. <laughs> we've got we've got a we've got a Tim Curry stroke reference, and then we have Rat Boy Connor. 
Oh damn it! I was just gonna make one Fight Boy shirt, but now I definitely have to make Crap Boy Connor's shirt. Ooh. Oh god, there's uh. so many beautiful pictures of Rat Boy. <laughs> oh, fucking Rat Boy! You probably you could probably sell more Rat Boy shirts than Connor's ever sold shirts in his <laughs> life. Um. Ooh. So yeah, I think. To be fair, that's because WWE doesn't sell any Ascension shirt. They had one. <laughs> they had that one Illuminati looking shit. Uh, yes, that was that was back in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> in case you don't remember. Oh god, I found That's like that's like how the VOD villains had exactly one t-shirt. Guys, I found Fat Connor. I think it's Fat Connor. Fat Connor. It's anti-rat boy. He's a, he's a fat boy. Fat boy. <laughs> fat boy Connor. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look at him. Scotty, I feel like you have an odd obsession. <laughs> No, hold on. Let's look up Connor Ascension Rat Boy. This has been going on longer than you ever could realize, my <laughs> dude. I'm I'm horrified. Yeah, by this. yeah. For everyone who's listening to this for the first time, I will let you know we literally met. We met Dylan at a at a TNA show. Then I saw him at a Ring of Honor show, and then I was like, "Sup, dude? Podcast?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" <laughs> The long, the long, rich roots of the Fight Boys podcast. <laughs> the Fight Boys! Oh, God, there's not enough Rat Boy in my life. Damn it. We had a whole bit going, but Rat Boy is taking me away. Okay. Anyways, uh, the, ne oh. the next segment in JWF, Blake, if you'll remember, it was actually, uh, they look a lot like us, and they have the names Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore, and they're known as the BS. But it's not mm -hmm. us. Uh, definitely not definitely us. Definitely not us. And they actually come out to the ring, and uh, I remember uh, the the Blake had the mic first. What did he say? Uh, I think he said something along the lines of, uh, <clears throat> "Oh, oh yeah, yeah." <clears throat> Last week at the Hell to Remember pay per view, my buddy Scotty Moore and I we won the JWF Tag Team Championships, <gasps> and you had to watch out above your heads. Because we brought the roof down at that house. Yeah, and let me tell you something right now to all the tag teams in the back, to all the tag teams in the world, to any rat face tag teams on the fans' television screens, we are the greatest tag team of all time. We're the greatest tag team you've ever seen. And if anyone has a... And then they were interrupted. They were really interrupted. By a cloud. Which is really impressive because... Uh, because I believe that promotion's tag team division consists of only three teams. Well, yeah, and one, uh, the BS defeated the day before. And mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, so I feel I, I feel like this limited roster <laughs> is really bringing down the potential of the BS. Well, uh, then smoke fills the arena, and you know usually people use smoke from like uh, smoke machines to kind of increase the ambiance. Or add to a character, a la Finn Balor or the Boogeyman, but these are not from smoke machines. These are from nope. these are from the former tag team champions, the Vapists. <laughs> <laughs> and the Vapists come out holding their vape rigs high, and they just both rip sick cotton. Those, that cumulonimbus reached straight to the stratosphere. And then, uh, and then what, what's revealed is actually a third member. You didn't realize that the Vape Nation, Vape Nation is all around. 
runs up behind Scotty Moore, once again, not me, jams the hot coils of his vape into Scotty's <laughs> neck. And then Jesus both, he just Christ. goes down. And then Blake kind of <sighs> chases him off with a chair like, ah. <laughs> yeah, see? Just chases him off with a chair. And now what, what's going on here? What's this new storyline that's been set up? Apparently Vape Nation, Vape World Order, has come out and has just really declared their spot against the uh, the BS boys. Mm-hmm. And then apparently Scotty and Moore is still going to have like that, that all over his neck, just a horrible burn. Yeah. What 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 horrible horrible machinations could the VWO be up to the now? VWO against our beautiful little BS boys. Who knows? And then of course, but the main event. It's it's, B, it's, it's BS boys spelled with a Z. Yeah, right? the BS boys is spelled with a Z. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, let me upgrade uh, update our Patreon because it does in fact say BS boys with S. Um, and then of course our main event, Blake. Tell them what it was. It was I was shocking for me. I couldn't believe it. Right, right. Okay, so. The champion comes out, all right, and he comes out in all of his glory, all of his splendor. It is Momoa Curry, Hello, everybody. God of Law. Shut up! (laughs) It was weird. I don't know how he interrupted your commentary right now, but he was like, "You, everyone, be quiet, for I am Momoa Curry, God of Law." God of the ocean and God of the JWF. And then the crowd's like, boo, crowd hates it. And he's just like, yep. Largely because there's no ocean in Alabama. Because <laughs> there's just no ocean. <laughs> and then he's just like, now let all of you know that this title has been around my waist. For over barely. 700, yeah, barely around my waist, <laughs> for 756 days, and no man, no man could ever take it away. And I, oh! And then but the then, music, the music hit, and out he came! The Dylan! It's the Dylan! The Dylan run out And you see his. No, don't drag the me Dylan's into this. It's Titan Tron! Don't, it's don't flashing. Into this. The Dylan's in High the energy. MAGA. The Dylan. The Dylan's there. And he's clotheslined Curry. And Curry rolls out of the ring. And he's just like, come on. Come on. And then out comes Curry's confidant. Curry's best friend. He didn't eat all his best friends? <laughs> Fuck. Blake, who was his best friend? We decided this earlier, but I forgot. We did. It was was a, it Brad from accounting? No, it was like a WWE guy, but we... Shit, who was it? Because we wanted to bring him in for some reason. This is all getting was edited. It Brown? It, no, because you hear brunch! Brunch! <laughs> brunch! Brunch! brunch. <laughs> I forgot about that! And then out yeah, comes the man. You know, in the Fed, they've given him a different gimmick. But here he is... Momoa Curry's official brunch boy, cause it's brunch time, baby. Brunch time. Baron Corbin is running to the ring. Slides in. He's got a mimosa in his hand. He has a mimosa in his hand. Slides in. He holds the mimosa out to the Dylan. The Dylan grabs it, takes a sip, and then just tosses it in his face. And they begin to fight. 
in what is now our main event for the number one contendership to Momoa Curry's JWF title. And I couldn't believe it. I, yeah. Uh, Baron, Baron with the brunch slam. The, the brunch breaker. Brunch breaker. <laughs> brunch boy Baron threw everything he had. He even, like, he hit the, uh, the friend of days through a table. <laughs> oh, God. And, like, it, it, but I don't know what it is. It's just something about the Dylan. He keeps coming did, back. Did he, did he hit, did, did he, did he hit the deep French, uh, French sticks? The deep fried, the deep fried, uh, fried French sticks, yes. <coughs> Through a table, but still, Dylan came back after it all and hit him with his finishing move, which is known as... The dick punch? The dick punch! <laughs> the dick punch! Uh, I would like to just point out that in the JWF, low blows are legal. They are, well, it, it, and encouraged. And encouraged. <laughs> well, it, it, well, that's fine. It's actually technically, it's kind of, it's the setup is like the Rainmaker, except as he comes in, he grows down and crotches them. That way he adds a little pizzazz. Because he, because to he, it. because he pulls it, because he pulls them into the fist, it's not actually considered a, uh, a disqualifying blow. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> He doesn't doesn't disqualify him because they ran into his moving up arm. It's actually supposed to be a very wild uppercut, but everyone (laughs) runs into it dick first. Oh my god, and then then the pin. One, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dylan is your new number one contender for the JWF title. (laughs) Who knows? I would also like to point out. Yeah, and the um, as the as the credits were rolling, it was amazing watching the Dylan just celebrating in the ring. But then you also see Momoa Curry just like berating the shit out of Big Brunch. Like oh, man. he took Big Brunch. He was he poured an entire gallon of mimosa onto Big Brunch's head mm-hmm. and smashed a glass over it. Yeah, so I, I think the the alliance between Momoa and Big Brunch is over. You know, they call mm-hmm. they, their tag team together was Mimosa Curry for the longest time, but now it's over. So who knows what's going to happen next week here on JWF War. It's, it's, it's like Raw, but backwards. <laughs> so, yeah, deal with that lawsuit. that's the JWF. How did, I feel like it's, I feel like it's, it's, it, it, I feel like there was if we if we if we work at it, it can be a great cross of DDT and Southpaw Regional. Well, I'm not. <laughs> all we all we need is for a lawnmower to be the heavy or to be the hardcore champion, and I feel like we've got. It. Uh, well, here, I'm not saying that this show is not real, and I'm not saying that I did book I do book it, and I'm not saying that I booked it in a rush about an hour ago, but at least now I know where we're going. And the bookers of JWF are going to be able to come up with some great storylines from there on out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, oh. so uh, I, think, uh, I think if we can all say something after this episode, it's don't hinder gender and fear the don't Dylan's hinder... dick punch. <laughs> it's the dick maker. <laughs> the, the dick, dick maker. maker. The upper dicker. Oh, yes! The upper dicker! The upper dicker! <laughs> oh, oh. God. Oh my God! I'll just say, Dylan, this show has been in production limbo for about six months because me and Blake have been trying to find the perfect boy to help us, 
And man, after the upper dicker, I think I think we found the right guy for the mm-hmm. job. Especially after the last guy that we were thinking about tur- became went full John Tron. He went full racist, like real weird on Twitter. So as long as you just don't go real weird. Anyways, let me get ready to make this Tim Curry stroke shirt. <laughs> so Blake Tanner, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, um, at the Darkroom Video on YouTube, where I do video games and not wrestling. And you can find me on the A Load of BS podcast. Hey, that's a good podcast. Dylan, Yeah, that's they... a pretty good podcast. Do you have places where people can find you? <laughs> no, I'm the, I'm the Timothy Thatcher of the <laughs> podcast world. It's just <laughs> hidden. And uh, you can find me. I'm using technology from the from the mid 2000s. <laughs> oh yeah, I like when we went into. Uh, it was really weird when we went to WrestleMania and she had to scan your tickets off your Nokia phone. <laughs> um, and you can find shit work. That's what mattered. And you can find me yeah. at Scotty Mo. That is S T O T T Y E M O. And of course, you can find me on the Load of BS podcast as well with Mr. Blake A. Tanner. We are the Fight Boys. You can find us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show. You can buy our merch at a load of pure BS.com. Go to the merch section and then go to the Fight Boys section, pick you up a nice shirt. Support our Patreon. Follow us on Twitter. And remember, when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life. See you next week! <laughs> Any names and likenesses portrayed in Fight Boys Podcast are portrayed in a comedic manner. Please don't sue us. Please don't sue us.